Okay, so today we're looking at Detective Comics number 49, and it was published in March of 1941. On the cover, we see Batman fighting pirates. He's picked up one guy and he's about to throw him down on two of the other pirates. He's climbing up to a higher point on the pirate ship, and we can see Robin tied to the mast, too. Which is weird, because Robin didn't get tied up in the pirate comic. I suppose he did get thrown off the plank, though. The cover to this comic shows Batman and Robin walking up a staircase. They're looking around and hiding behind a wall that they can't see around from the staircase. There's Clayface. See, I said last time he was going to be next. So the comic proper starts off in text by reminding us what Clayface did last time, but we all remember. He tried to kill the actors in his movie remake, which is kind of understandable. Remakes suck. Batman's fiancée, Julie, was one of those people. And the first picture actually involves Julie. That's right, she didn't pop out of existence. What we see is actually some sort of movie director talking about how good she was in the Clayface remake movie. And he's all, I want to hire her, but I need to change her name first. Julie's not a good name. And the guy with him, who's actually Julie's boss, goes... All right, you're the publicity man. If you want to change your name, we'll change your name. They think about it for a little bit, and they come up with the last name Storm, but spelled with an E. They think it's great, but then they have to come up with a less ferocious first name for her. And they think about that for a bit, too, and then they go, I know that gentle and kind girl from Shakespeare, Portia. That's a weird name, guys. It would never fly today. But it does fly in the 40s, and a Porteous Storm gets her name slapped all over newspapers. And we see at the very top, the Gotham Gazette. Has Batman relocated to Gotham? Does he no longer live in Metropolis? Quite the development. After the newspapers have come out, we get to see Julia and what she thinks of how her career is going and the name change. Turns out, she loves it. She's happy with her career. And she wants Bruce to get a career, too. She says, oh, Bruce, if only you would do something. Because Bruce Wayne is absolutely useless. And he's all, do something? No, no. I couldn't be bothered to do anything. And then he thinks to himself in parentheses, but if she knew that my career was actually being Batman, she would think I was so cool. But because he can't tell her that his career is Batman, she's all... I'm sorry, Bruce. I've decided until you get a career and start contributing to society, we're breaking up. He's like, I see. But she tells him, I'm not walking out on you. If you get your life together and start acting like an actual adult, we can get back together. He's like, all right, all right. But if you ever need me, anything at all, you can call. She's all, okay, thanks, Bruce. I don't know why I'd ever be in such trouble that I'd have to call you, but I'll keep it in mind. But the narration informs us Julie soon will be in trouble. And the next panel shows a prison ambulance slowly driving to a state asylum. And one guy's like, so who's in the back again? And the other guy's like, oh, you know, that crazy Clayface guy. But these guys must be terrible drivers or just very distracted because they drive straight off a cliff and presumably die. Because the only person who makes it out of the wreck is Clayface. He stands up and raises his arms above his head, cackling madly. And he goes, 
Do you see me? I'm free! Free! And then he races off into the night. But he doesn't race very far. He stops at a movie makeup shop. I didn't know they had those, but I suppose they must get it from somewhere. And he just, like, immediately kills the owner somehow. Guess he just punches him really hard. Once the owner is good and dead, Basil Carlo is free to take over his shop. And he puts on his clay face makeup again, which is a little different from last time. It's much more angular, and his eyes kind of bulge out more. And he's all, the world will once again fear me. And he's put on his magenta coat and hat, and he's got this big knife in his hand. The next day, the newspaper reports on what happens. This newspaper is the Gotham Gazette, and it's got a little bat between the words Gotham and Gazette. How cute. The headline is, Carlo Clayface Escapes. Underneath, there's a little more about Clayface. And there's another sub-article we can read about the owner of a makeup store being attacked. The attacker has still not been found. Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson are reading the paper together, as they often do. Dick turns to Bruce and he's all, It was probably Carlo that attacked the makeup store, right? And Bruce Wayne, who's sitting in a yellow chair and smoking his pipe, is like, Yup. We better go out and look for Clayface tonight. And they do. That night, they dress up as Batman and Robin. They race through the tunnels under Wayne Manor. They pop out in the abandoned barn, where they jump into the Batmobile. Unfortunately, I cannot read the license plate, but it looks very cool. And they drive all the way to the movie studio, where he stalked and attacked people last time he operated. And they're all, Clayface is probably here. He might not be. But it wouldn't hurt to look around. Batman's pulled his cape over his arm, and that always looks really cool. Whoever draws him draws fabric really well. Meanwhile, we see Clayface on a yacht, but the yacht's in quotation marks, so we know it's a fake yacht. And he actually is in the movie studio, because after a while of being on the yacht, he sees Batman walking around. And he's all, Batman, he's responsible for my capture. And he jumps out and throws a fire hook at Batman. Batman's got good reflexes, though, when he dodges the fire hook. He looks around to see who did it, and he's all, Clayface! Then he jumps at Clayface and tackles him, and they fight. Clayface eventually gets the upper hand by throwing a miniature train car at Batman's head. And then decides, instead of trying to kill him in a conventional way, he's gonna set a truck to run him over. But Clayface can't stay and watch the truck run Batman over. He's in too much of a hurry. He looks around with his buggy eyes and he says, If Batman's here, Robin must also be here. And I have a score to settle with Robin. And he runs off. He does find Robin pretty quickly. Robin wasn't as prepared to be attacked as Batman. And Clayface gets him with something that is definitely a blackjack. Characteristic. I love this guy. Now that Batman and Robin are incapacitated, Clayface goes back to his original plan, which was to set an incendiary bomb in the theater and watch it burn down. He does exactly that. He watches it burn down. He screams, ha, ha, burn, like the hate in my heart. God, this guy's edgy. Then we flash back a couple minutes to see what Batman's been doing while Clayface lit the building on fire. We see that Instead of merely rolling out of the way of the truck, he instead dropped to the ground and went underneath the truck. So Batman's fine, but Robin's still in the burning building. 
the firefighter response in Gotham must be amazing because they're already there and spraying the fire with hoses when Batman stumbles out of wherever he was. And they're all, Batman, Robin's still in the building. He's probably dead by now. Batman gets all angry. He's like, no, he isn't. And he sprays himself down with water and runs into the burning building. A couple of firefighters try to stop him, but he punches him and runs in anyway. It takes a good while to find Robin, about four panels. But once he does, he's able to get him out pretty quickly. All the firefighters are shocked. They think Batman's so cool for running into a burning building. I like this page for Batman. He hasn't got a lot of characterization so far. Most heroes who are in his position would have done a pretty similar thing, but in this he gets reckless and angry and it gives him more character. After they get back home, he even swears to Dick that he'll get Clayface if it's the last thing he ever does. But Clayface doesn't know Batman and Robin got out of there unscathed. So he goes after his next target, Julie, who the narration is calling Portia now, so I guess she's called Portia. She's driving home from work when she sees him outside her car. The next day, she comes back in. She's like, Clayface is after me. I am in danger to her boss. And her boss is like, yeah, that makes sense. He hates you because he didn't kill you last time. Her boss is kind of scummy, but they do make the mutual decision that they should keep shooting regardless of Clayface being after her. And the publicity guy is all, we'll hire some guards and then Clayface won't dare attack us. But because he's the publicity guy, he publishes it in the paper. And because everyone reads the paper in 1941, Clayface sees this and he's offended. He says, they think guards can stop me? The utter fools! Bruce, who's sitting in an orange chair, and Dick, who's not sitting in any chair, also read the paper. They decide that they need to take further action, which is why that night, Batman shows up to talk to Portia. And she's like, oh, hey, Batman, I remember you from that one time you rescued me from the monk. And he's like, yeah, now I need to talk to you about something. But we don't get to see. The next day, Clayface makes himself up a new costume and infiltrates Portia's set. It's not really that new. He's just wearing a hood instead of a hat. Still bright magenta. And he's carrying a bow and quiver. While looking at his fantastic disguise we see in the background, Portia talking to her director going, I have a bad feeling that Clayface is going to show up. And he's like, no, we hired way too many guards for that. And they did hire a lot of guards. So many guards, in fact, that Batman and Robin can't get through. They come up to the guards. They're like, we need to get through. Portia's in danger from Clayface. And the guards, who are apparently the only people in the entire world who have never heard of Batman, go, yeah, in danger from masked creepy guys like you. Batman and Robin are all, what? Uh Okay, god damn it. So they have to fight off the guards. They are pretty good though, so they get in without too much trouble. Batman holds off the guards, and Robin grabs Portia, because at this point they're just convinced that Clayface is there. Batman knocks down all the guards, and then they run off. But we see hiding in the set, Clayface pulls out his bow and arrow and shoots Portia right in the back. Looks fatal. And all the guards are like, oh no, she died. But Batman's got better things to do. He runs after Clayface. He 
climbs the tower that Clayface is in, but right as he gets to the top of the stairs, Clayface kicks him back down. Careful, Batman. Falling down the stairs could snap your neck. Clayface doesn't care about falling down the stairs either, because he straight up jumps down the stairs onto Batman and tries to stab him. They wrestle for a bit, until finally Batman punches Clayface in the face and wins the fight. Meanwhile, everyone else is mourning over Portia's dead body until she starts moving and they're like, oh my god, it's her ghost! But it isn't her ghost, they're just stupid. What actually happened is she and Robin switched places. And Robin's wearing a vest made out of cork and cotton which stopped the arrow. It's pretty small though, he's lucky he was shot where he was. Batman comes back after apprehending Clayface and explains the entire plan. Portia's also dressed up as Robin, though it isn't very convincing. She's obviously an adult woman. They tell her boss that last night, Batman came to her and gave her the Robin costume, which she wore under her big cloak, which made it easy for them to switch places during the day. The director thinks that's pretty cool, and before Batman leaves, he's all, Wait, Batman, last time I asked you to be in a movie for me, but you said no. But this time you'll say yes, right? And Batman's all, No. When there's no more crime in the world, I guess I can go be in a movie. In the meantime, I'm going to keep beating up criminals. And Portia is all, wow, what a guy. If only Bruce Wayne was as dedicated to his career. The end.